Our reading this morning is from the poet Mary Oliver. It is entitled January, and she writes, One day you finally knew what you had to do and began, though the voices around you kept shouting their bad advice, though the whole house began to tremble and you felt the old tug at your ankles. Mend my life, each voice cried, but you didn't stop. You knew what you had to do, though the wind pried with its stiff fingers at the very foundations, though their melancholy was terrible. It was already late enough, and a wild night, and the road full of fallen branches and stones. But little by little, as you left their voices behind, the stars began to burn. Through the sheets of clouds, and there was a new voice, which you slowly recognized as your own, that kept you company as you strode deeper and deeper into the world, determined to do the only thing you could do, determined to save the only life you could save. Welcome again to 2020. Happy New Year. May it be a happy one indeed. The New Year has bounded along once more, as it always does and always will. How have you welcomed this new decade? Did you sing Old Lang Syne? Did you drink more than your share of champagne, spiked punch, or sparkling grape juice? Was there dancing, noisemakers, tacky party hats, all sorts of banners and glitter and glory emblazoned with 2020 on them? The celebrations are always varied, often simple, sometimes absurd. Perhaps you celebrated like some did in Denmark, standing on top of a chair and jumping off, literally leaping into the new year. Did you take an empty suitcase and stroll around the neighborhood like some do in Colombia? Did you, as is often done in some parts of Latin America, choose the color of your underwear very carefully? <laughs> Yellow and green for wealth, red for love, white for peace. Or was your celebration closer to home? Did you serve up a helping of good luck, Hop and John? My favorite celebration will always be what some Irish do in the Gaelic-speaking counties, banging loaves of bread against the wall. As for, as for myself, I did not jump off of a chair or choose my underwear wisely. I didn't even throw bread against the wall, though my Irish family is probably disappointed. I was, however, waiting for the clock to strike 12 so I could just go to bed. <laughs> I really am the life of the party. <laughs> however you celebrated, however anyone celebrates, we find ourselves hoping for new beginnings, new possibilities, new opportunities, time and time again. The Chinese literally sweep out their homes in some places, removing the dirt of the previous year, preparing for freshness, newness, and, this should be no surprise, the dirt that will inevitably accumulate in the new year. Life goes on after the singing, after the countdowns, after the resolutions we make and break. Life goes on. It is worth asking, then, how is your heart and mind on this, the fifth day of the new year? What a better way to start the new year than such a loaded question as that. How is your heart and mind? 
Perhaps that question has already settled within you, or perhaps long ago. Either way, it's a question worth asking. As the clock continues to tick, not just to midnight on December 31st, but right now, ask the question. As people all over the world continue to celebrate whatever is worth lifting up in life, not just in Times Square, ask the question. As resolutions are surely being broken this very second, ask the question. With all of these things and so many more that usher in the passage of moments and days and years, how is it truly with your heart and mind? Amidst the revelry and joy of 2019 being over, and that's a year I've surprisingly found many people are really glad is over, there is still a deeper acknowledgement to be made in our celebrations. Not deeper because it is morose or sorrowful, not deeper because we should only focus on joy, though may we not forget it. This deeper acknowledgement is one that transcends joy and sorrow right down into the bones. It reminds us that time is unstoppable. Whatever your gut reaction to that statement is, time is unstoppable. In my estimation, that should give you a clue to how your heart and mind is. Are you feeling a weary surrender? Have you found the lists of what you should have, could have, would have accomplished, ever growing, never shrinking? Are you feeling an emerging curiosity? What comes next? What is possible? And are you not sure how to feel? Perhaps bittersweet, weighed down, cautiously hopeful. Whatever your answer, whatever complexity life continues to throw your way, good, bad, all of the in-between, the new year is a moment to pause and acknowledge that time marches on. And we, brief travelers, have an opportunity to take hold and imagine things differently for ourselves, for this community, and so the list goes. I do love the new year. But I find my personal celebrations these days focus less on taking notice of the calendar and instead on taking notice on how this one life is unfolding. I ask myself, how is married life? How is family life? How is professional life? How is life itself beyond the labels and categories? The longer I am clergy, the more I believe that we can never answer those questions. They are always in process never-ending. We find ourselves saying we're great, and then that fateful phone call arrives. We say fine, never really sure if we mean fine or fine, F-I-N-E, freaking insecure, neurotic, and exhausted. <laughs> How is it with this life? Question in process. So instead of answers, we are left with how those questions make us feel. For myself, I'm feeling, I'm, I left this, I'm entering into this new year with more of a memory from many years ago. Not an exact feeling, but just a memory. I remember standing on what felt like a cliff's edge, looking down into a deep and wide expanse of dark blue water below, and I knew I should jump in that moment. I had to jump. I must jump. And I was seized with a forceful no. Not a chance. The fear was so great, and I never jumped. I hate to disappoint you, but that memory is not the story of me 
eventually jumping off some, one of those beautiful cliffs in an ocean in some tropical paradise. That is instead the story of how at six years old, I failed my beginner swimmer, swimming class. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> For refusing to jump into the shallow end of the pool. Eventually, I would jump the third time around. Very few people know this about me, but now a whole room will know this. But you would be hard-pressed to find me ever swimming in a deep body of water, let alone a swimming pool. It's not going to happen, ever. The fear is real. I count amongst the most terrifying moments of my life the time I put my face into the water in Lake Geneva and could see the posts of the dock disappear into darkness. No thank you. Not happening. <laughs> I could keep going, but it's not really the fear of the water in this memory or the refusal to jump that I am remembering as 2020 begins to unfold. It's the feeling of being at the edge, of looking down into the pool, knowing that to overcome my fear of water, I must jump. I share this with you because we all have our at-the-edge moments, that split second that feels like an eternity before we plunge into the depths of whatever may come. Perhaps the new year is one of those edges, peering over into 2020. For our world, it certainly is with climate change engulfing Australia and the tensions between nations flaring once more. The world is at an edge. Perhaps the edge for you is not on such a grand scale. Perhaps it is just this morning, for whatever reason. Seeker, friend, wanderer, newcomer, whoever you are, you're wondering if you should take a leap into that one thing that will be life-affirming and life-giving for you and yours. Any change or new venture can be a fearful journey. And sometimes that first leap is the longest part of it. My journey of overcoming a fear of deep water is still ongoing. But here's what I've learned. I feared heights once, so I took flying lessons. I'm not a fan of spiders, so I rescue them from my office and carry them outside these days. Perhaps floating on a lake in an inner tube is in my future. We stand at life's edge, and it is, more often than not, not a list of phobias or great intense fears that we are greeted with. It's the small jumps, the little moments, small changes that are still changes. And what holds us on the edge is a fear of failure, a fear of not finding what we seek, a fear of having our integrity questioned, should we want to change, or just fear without a name. I believe wholeheartedly Unitarian Universalism is an invitation to embrace what is life-affirming and life-giving in our lives and our communities, right here or surrounding us. And as such, Unitarian Universalism is an invitation to take the leap into the depths of your life right now. May it be so. One of the fears of change is having our integrity or character questioned. People will say to us, we knew you as this, not this. I contend that such a fear and such questioning is rooted in a false understanding of integrity and character. I know that word integrity is huge. It's often defined as moral uprightness. But I prefer the alternative meaning. To have integrity is to be whole and undivided. Are you looking over the edge at something that will bring about a whole and undivided life for you? 
Perhaps not complete wholeness, but one more piece of the puzzle. Is it not worth the moment of fear and trembling to leap into an undivided life, a life of integrity? Only you can answer that question. But as long as Unitarian Universalist communities of faith exist, you will have friends for the journey, and you are not alone. And so here we are, the early days of 2020. Will it be the Roaring Twenties once more? Nobody knows. But we are all, not just at the new year, but in every single moment before us, looking over the edge into what yet may come. Go ahead. Take a leap into the depths of your life. Happy New Year, and may it be so at last. <laughs>